Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board? I, I went to Disney. It was fun. Yay. Sorry. We, so while these are, are coming... While these are coming out as two separate episodes, we are recording these back to back. So we just got done recording Jeremy's trip and now we're recording Brad's trip. And so Brad's brain is already a little bit fried. But I do think that just for ease of, again, because we are recording these back to back, we just got done talking about your Tron experience. So yeah. I think we should just start out talking about Tron because I'm not going to try to do everything in chronological order. And, you know, if that's if that's what you're here for, you want to hear my take on Tron. Let's get it out of the way at the beginning, and then you can just skip to the the next episode or whatever. I'm totally cool with that. So, for me, I don't think I am feeling quite as harsh as you are about it. Like, I don't think I go from a ten to a one. I think for the fun factor, it's a ten. It's more of a three to four for the rest, but it's still not great so our first day we we did magic kingdom and i was able to get or sorry i i actually was not able but nancy was able to get us on the virtual queue for tron and that was with the 7 a.m drop wow so yeah i mean just she's she always has super good luck with those things so I went through the the queue. I did not, you know, we didn't ride her swap because there was no way she was going to ride it. She is not a roller coaster person at all. And and I know that. So I was the only one who was going to be riding it. So I got to to wait in the queue. And so one thing I definitely take issue with is Disney really tries to prop up, you know, that this rides length is offset by how amazing you know the the area is and while the building is extremely cool the queue is just nothing to me and i have experienced both the standard queue and uh on saturday so spoiler alert we were gifted a vip tour uh by a very kind person and so i was able to go and do tron one more time as part of the the tour. And so that time I got to go through the the lightning lane and both of them are just bland. Yeah. The the queuing the the theming is just bland. It's blue. Blue lights. Like I get that you're trying to tell a story and you do have that one video telling you about things and you have the signage for the different teams during, you know, when you're in the queue. And like you said, the when you res in, that's a that is a that's a cool effect, but then it's over with and you just move on. And the load area, there's a screen that's giving you what's uh, like fake stats, right? For different people on different teams, yeah. And they really sell the team thing as as if that's going to be something. Right, and essentially that's just the excuse to put you all on on one set of cars, right? Is your team is going to to stick together? And my issue is that I also went and rode Cosmic Rewind again yeah. on this trip. Boy, that's not a fair and, comparison. And 
I, you know, and, and I, I messaged you about this and I'm going to reiterate this for everybody. If you have not had a chance to do the standby queue for guardians of the galaxy, cosmic rewind, do it like take the time to go through that standby queue. I get that it's way faster to, to pay for lightning lane and everything, but that is such an amazing queue. They've got miniatures of the city. They've got videos with the, the guardians talking to people. It's they, they have what, like some of the Nova core uniforms and the explanations about the way that the Nova core uniforms are done. They've got, models of different ships there's just there's so much going on in that queue and that pre-show is incredible and then you go to tron and and disney tries to tell me that tron is worth it because of things like the queue and i'm just not seeing it guys and yeah like you i got onto the bike and now i will say that as as a larger fella I was a little bit concerned about getting on that bike mm -hmm. because, you know, I I've done flights. I can, I can make flights work, but for that thing, what really killed me is if you're, if you're a big guy, you know, big guy, big girl, big person, your legs get a lot of work carrying you around. And as such, you, you're going to end up with some pretty, uh, pretty hefty calves. And the way that that, mechanism works when you kneel into it when you pull the the handlebars back there's this bar that comes over your calves to lock you in yeah and it's, it's kind of a, a clever design oh it's it's absolutely a clever design. they're really working with your the way your anatomy works to lock you yes. into that thing without having to actually have like a physical bar yeah but it was not a pleasant sensation because like my calves were barely clearing it and I was feeling pretty squished right mm, there. Like the whole time. You know? No. So that's the thing is it felt very uncomfortable in the load zone. And, but once we launched, I didn't notice it at all because I'm so busy paying attention to the ride. So it wasn't that on, it wasn't painful or anything like that. It was uncomfortable. So once I had something else to focus my mind, it wasn't that uncomfortable. So I, I really, like I said, I enjoyed the ride a lot. I, it was very exhilarating. I just wish that that ride could be twice as long. If yeah. that ride was twice as long, It'd be awesome. it would be an amazing ride. And if it was twice as long and had, there was actually a story being told in the queue, that would be double awesome. And I don't, I don't know, man. The queue just makes me feel, it feels like something is missing because this is Disney and this is an e-ticket attraction. This is 100% supposed to be an e-ticket attraction. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it's not that it's a bad ride, but when I compare it to other e-ticket attractions, I feel like it falls a little bit short. Now, if I compare it to Space Mountain, nah, the queue doesn't fall short. I mean... It's I well I don't know maybe it's a little bit compared to Space Mountain because Space Mountain does have some pretty cool stuff in the you know but it would it would be slight difference but I'm looking at their their more recent stuff like uh, Frozen Ever After I think yeah. has a really really good queue it sure you know? does and, and it also didn't take seven years to build 
<laughs> like you had yeah so you had a lot of opportunities to do that so i i definitely here's here's what i'll say trying is something i will ride on every trip because it's a very enjoyable roller coaster. but at the same time my mind just wonders what could have been yeah did you use a locker yeah so the second time uh when i was when i was doing the vip tour i had a a um poncho with me and so i threw that into a locker and that's a that's a pretty cool system i like the way they've done that though i will tell you if you are if you are like me and you use your apple watch it's not going to work with the locker system yeah even there was a there was a cast member there who was saying you cannot use your phone or watch you have to use a magic band or your key your park you know ticket right even if you even if you queue up your your pass onto the onto the watcher phone it is still not going to work they do have little cards that they'll give you there that essentially are just rfid cards so it can unlock the locker and then you can unlock it on the other side and then return the card or whatever but i i mean i i still like the idea of the lockers and i totally get why it was necessary getting on that ride like, I, oh yeah, they they definitely don't want you having anything with you right. at this point because if you had anything on you, the chances are so much higher of it flying backwards and taking out somebody else. There were six people when I exited the attraction that I counted who had either used their magic band to open the locker and then put their magic band into the locker or the locker was not opening for them when they were trying to get their stuff out. So I don't know if that was just a fluke of the day I was there or what, but there were a lot of. Oh people. no, I I definitely did see people having issues with the lockers. It is not a it is not a perfect system. It's also another one of those uh, Cosmic Rewind exits. I totally forgot about that, but it's a really long, cavernous exit of nothing. Yeah, so I don't understand. Though at least they've managed to. Man, that was one thing riding Cosmic Rewind again. I, you know, I know we're jumping around a little bit, yeah. but all those freaking stairs. This is I'm embarrassing. Like, Cosmic Rewind how, is embarrassing. How could you? How could you not have planned this where you didn't need to have stairs? Well, and you're just come on. You're guys. so clearly walking over the track. All of those stairs where you walk up and then down again, you're clearly walking over the ride. Like, like there's got to be a there's got to be a way to dig down or to I've Brad I've played Roller Coaster Tycoon enough to know that it's only like twenty five dollars per square foot per cubic see, foot to see, dig easy easy peasy which is like uh, ten fem two seconds of Disney operating yeah. uh, come you on know, guys so the, the I think line, I think they could have made it work you use the regular old concrete path dig down come on it's easy. Or just, or just raise the the entrance or something. I yeah. don't, I don't know. I yeah. just, I feel like something could be done there. That's that that will never stop being a little bit frustrating to me. Because Sorry, it I'll also quit interrupting a, you. It also creates a bottleneck where people are trying to get on and off those those elevators. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but yeah. So I did like Tron. Now, one thing I will say is I also rode space that day, and. Riding space after riding Tron makes it painfully evident how short Tron is because I was on space and, and much like you space throws me around a lot and it's, it's herky jerky and I feel it after I get off of that ride. 
you know, and also trying to to fold myself into that car. Like my yeah. knees just don't want to bend that way, sort yeah. of a thing. But I was like, this ride is going on forever. Does this ride ever even end? And not not in a bad way per se, but because my brain had kind of been recalibrated to Tron time, it felt like the longest roller coaster I had ever been on. And then I look and I'm like, no, that's just more of a like what a roller coaster is supposed to do instead of the the super fast thing that Tron did. So go and ride a uh, Incredicoaster at DCA. That that's how like, long is that one? Like three and a half or four minutes of actual well, roller yeah. coaster. So so I I did look it up and Space Mountain is two and a half minutes. So I mean maybe it's on the longer side for a coaster. I so I guess okay here's here's the question I'm going to ask and I'm going to look up as I'm asking, but I'm going to ask the question to try to buy myself some time, <laughs> which is how long is rock and roller coaster? Uh, so let's see. Rock and, roller coaster. rock and roller coaster is a minute and a half. Okay, but so that's still what is that? Minute and twenty two seconds. That's what twice as almost twice as long as because Tron's like forty five seconds or something, isn't it? Or no, maybe it's a minute ten. You know, yeah, I think from like purely number wise, I think Tron and Rock and Roller are pretty similar in length, but. It speaks to how much better the ride system and the theming of Rock and Roller is. That Rock and Roller feels very satisfying and very uh, like when you get done. When when I get off of Rock and Roller, I'll speak for myself. When I get off a Rock and Roller coaster, I almost feel like I couldn't take more of that. You know, it's very it's a it's a spaghetti bowl. You're going very fast. There's lots of inversions. I almost feel like, wow, that is enough of that, you know, for this round. And then I'll go get back in line and do it again right away. But it almost feels like any more of Rock and Roller would not be fun. And then Tron, even if it's even if it's the same length, Tron feels leaves me feeling like, man, I wish that was twice as long. Yeah, Tron Tron feels you 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 feel incomplete. Yeah, I think with a with a ride on Tron, yeah, which is just a bummer because you ju- you just want that little bit more could make the difference between a good roller coaster and a great roller coaster. So I I mean I don't again I definitely think it's something you should ride. It's definitely something I will make sure I ride every time because it's a very enjoyable roller coaster. It but somehow it still misses the mark as well. But uh, that's that's pretty much all I have to say on Tron. Now, I will say that we, like you, also did Chef Mickey's on this trip. And I don't know that we're going to be doing Chef Mickey's again. Yeah. Because, so, now for you, it was, you know, your kid doesn't like character dining. Our kids love, love doing character dining. But Chef Mickey's, now that they've, now that they've moved back to fully a buffet... And, you know, and having the characters go around and having you meet Mickey at the end and everything, it just, I don't know, it felt very overwhelming. What was it before? So before it was now during the pandemic, right, Uh which is when we started going, it was family style. They brought everything to your table in, in big deals and the characters would come into each room 
and they would be near the tables. The last time we went, I think the characters actually were coming up to the tables at that point. But prior to that, they'd been coming near. But Mickey also came along with the characters. And the characters, it felt like, came a lot more often okay. back then. So now they didn't spend as much time at each table, but they were coming a lot more often, which I liked. This time, it just it felt, it felt way busier than it had in the past, and mm. it felt super overwhelming. It was definitely busy. And we saw every character once. So they definitely have a, a, a you know whatever they know which characters have been to which tables which time oh yeah yeah they so it's all so timed the, out that dining area is actually separated off into separate sections and you'll see different you know groups of characters will be visiting different sections at different times and they try to space it out enough that you will see them all during the average time of one dining experience so they can get you shuffled off before the characters come back and and make you stay in your seat any longer I mean, I don't, I don't know this, but you can kind of tell. We were waiting around for Donald, played. and our our waitress did not make a, any sort of like moves or say anything about us leaving or anything because she knew Donald hadn't come yet. So yeah, and even and now what you know, I will say to the credit of staff, like I've never felt like I was being rushed out of of one of those places, you know, of any character dining. Even even when we were sitting there a little bit extra long, and yeah, the servers all seem to have a very good idea of, okay, you got here when this character was here. You're at this point in the rotation, and you're still going to be waiting for this character, or that character. But I don't. I mean, the food was the food was very good, but character dining just costs so much, and it just like it felt like it was too much for the kids. So. I just I don't know that that is that is one that we're going to have to do again. And is, is Ohana or Hollywood and Vine any better? So Hollywood and Vine I think is is really good because it's a smaller area. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't done Chef Ohana. Mickey's was really big. I did not yes. expect it to be that large of a restaurant. Yeah. So I I think that kind of helps with Hollywood and Vine. Though I will say that our new our new like character dining must do was tusker house so we went to tusker house on i think it was wednesday uh and we did that first thing in the morning which means that we rope dropped animal kingdom which is super early and if you're staying off property it's 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 rough to do but you know we did it and we made it there and we had a good time but man to do that i highly recommend not just doing the breakfast but doing like the first thing in the morning breakfast because it wasn't super busy there yet. So, you know, it was a much more chill feeling. You got to see all of the characters and I'm trying to remember. It's got Pluto, Daisy, Donald, um, Mickey and oh, no kidding. Really goofy. So it's got everybody except for, um, or many. Dang. Yeah, so I mean that's a pretty good rotation of characters, and they're all dressed up for like Animal Kingdom, and they also have the the I forget what they call it, but it's the the pog, you know, the pineapple orange guava juice. Mm -hmm. Oh god, it's so good, man! So I drank so much of that stuff; it was bad. And like they've got 
you know, your standard breakfast stuff. They've got the the smoked salmon and all that kind of stuff. If you're into that, they've got a make your own omelet station where you you just point, you know, you're like, I want that, 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 and that. And they put it all in an omelet for you. They even had like this bread pudding that was just incredible. And they even, they had curry. They had like chicken curry with rice available during breakfast, which I love because, you know, I, sometimes I don't, I don't want breakfast foods at breakfast. And, and did you say, I can't remember if you said or not, is it uh a buffet too? Yes, it is a buffet. Huh. Okay. And it's also, uh, you know, it's a little bit cheaper because the breakfast buffets are a little bit cheaper. Now, every character dining is the same price. And if I look at, you know, what I could get at Chef Mickey's versus what I could get there, I will go there in a heartbeat because I just, I like the, the food options a lot better. And again, it just, it felt, it felt like a better, a better fit for us. So I think that is for, for now anyway, our, our new, our, our new pick for, you know, the character dining stuff as we want to do. So, right. You know, after I told you to go to chef Mickey's, now I'm telling you <laughs> go to Tusker house instead. Oh, I, that sounds better to me for sure. But, you, but you guys didn't even do Dak on your trip, right? No. So see, you got you got that to to look forward to, and then you can go ahead and throw that in. Uh, so we also did do the barbershop again, uh, not for not for first haircuts, but I will reiterate as we discussed on your episode. I feel like barbershop is such a good bang for your buck deal mm-hmm. because we got you know kids haircuts for you know under fifty dollars. Right, two kids got both their haircut. We got the um, what pixie dust, and we are two for two on my son getting the dapper dance to come in so during jealous. the haircuts and serenade them during their haircuts, which is just so because I mean, you know, how like that barbershop has three chairs in it, yeah, right? So there's like next to nobody in there, and they come in and they interact a little bit. And then they sing like two different tunes to you guys, and then boom, they're they're back out. But it's just it's so fun. And they're a barbershop the quartet, sing. like right. oh my in, gosh, singing to you in a barbershop. Oh, I'm so jealous. God, it is so it's so awesome. But yeah, I we love doing the barbershop. It you know the kids really enjoy doing it, and you know so like my son is he's a he's a pretty shy kid, and he told me before we went in, he said, "Daddy, I'm not going to talk," and I'm like. Hey, that's fine, dude. You don't have to talk. I can tell them what kind of haircut you want, and you can just chill out, get your haircut, and everything will be fine. And partway through, you know, he's like chatting up a storm to the <laughs> to the to the lady doing his hair because she is just so good yep. at you know making kids feel comfortable, and that that is huge for getting kids' haircuts done. You know, because otherwise it can be so hard to get your kids to do things like that. So. Anybody who can make my life that easy, I I am all for. Yep. So uh, we will continue to also recommend the bar. I did, I did see a, I, I saw a guy, you know, uh, about my age getting his haircut, and I was like, man, maybe I should have gone ahead and scheduled because, like, I did go looking pretty shaggy. Now I just tend to do either a no guard or a one on my entire head, and that is my haircut. But I would be okay with them, you know, going ahead and doing that for me, you know? So I don't know, maybe next time, uh, maybe next time I'll try to work in an adult haircut and then I can tell you what that's like as well. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Cause yeah, I was having the same thing. I was like, I kind of wish I could get my haircut right now. 
So we also uh, at Magic Kingdom we did do Diamond Horseshoe finally, which for if you don't know if you've ever done Liberty Tree Tavern, you've kind of done Diamond Horseshoe because it is they they share the same kitchen, so it's the same food just in a different venue. Hmm. And I will say that I think I prefer Diamond Horseshoe to Liberty Tree because I like the food at Liberty Tree, but it's very. It's very, I don't know, something about Liberty Tree feels a little claustrophobic to me. And meanwhile, Diamond Horseshoe is in, you know, like a dance hall sort of saloon feel thing. And yeah, I've seen so, the outside. I've never been in. Yeah, it's it's much more open. It's very small. So that's kind of nice because it's not going to get too crazy. But it's also, I don't know, the atmosphere, I felt much more comfortable with my kids acting a fool as they you know like kids get crazy sometimes at at meals and stuff and i wasn't as i don't i don't know i didn't feel as uncomfortable when that happened plus they have bathrooms downstairs they do not have bathrooms downstairs at liberty tree so that alone i feel like is a pretty a pretty big win but you still get like your ooey gooey toffee pudding and all that stuff um so if you're if you're looking for that food i think i would recommend diamond horseshoe and honestly with Magic Kingdom, I still don't have a plethora of food Dining, options yeah. that I really like to hit. Yeah. So, you know, what I've got Skipper Canteen and Pecos are really the one I'm this I can I can tell you the spicy chicken sandwich at Cosmic Rays is pretty good. And we did we did actually do Cosmic Rays for uh we did that for one meal for the kids and then we did Pecos for me and the wife later. But, you know, so I have to deal with the food allergies. Right. So most quick service are so much harder to do. Uh, so we end up trying to do full service and we just have never liked to be our guest. So, yeah, Skipper Canteen you, is usually the thing, but uh, Diamond Horseshoe was also able to work with her there. So I could see us going back there because also, again, this is all through the lens of Disney, but for a Disney. Uh, buffet or family dining thing. It's it's really not that bad of a price, though. I may feel differently because the next time we go, my son will be three. We will be paying for four people, and any time you have to pay a fixed amount for a child, yeah, it just stinks. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, and, and for some people, I'm sure that it's a good deal, but my kids just don't eat that much food. And I'm looking at them going, we just paid 30 bucks for you to eat and you're going to eat like a couple of bites of fruit and then you're going to tell me you're full and then 30 minutes from now you're going to be asking me about a snack. We like, considered no, Ohana for half a second and then I was like, oh, man, just no. There's no way. Right, because you're going to be like, you'd already, you'd already done it at Chef Mickey, so. Yep. Oh man, you didn't you didn't want to have to to do that again. Um, so we also we also did Via Napoli again. I just I bring that up to say Via Napoli is still amazing. So good. though much so in the past, Via Napoli has felt like one of those that you could always just kind of decide day of to to go and do, and you might still be able to do that via walk up. But I was trying to get so we actually met up with uh, with some friends. Uh, on this trip and we had talked about meeting them at sunshine seasons for dinner. Cause that's kind of our go-to dinner spot at Epcot. 
And unfortunately, Sunshine Seasons no longer serves dinner. They serve lunch, and that's it. Why? I do not... Like, that. that's such a big place. I don't understand why they don't want to do dinner there. Yeah, it's impossible that they were, like, not getting people in. You know, that, I mean, they, they that's, that's what you would think, but... It's the I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the I don't know how the math works there. But yeah. Anyway, not close. Not open. And so I was like, you know, I sent him a message, and I'm like, hey, so they're not doing dinner at this place anymore, and we're supposed to meet up tomorrow. So do you guys just want to do? Are you okay with doing via Napoli? And they're like, yeah. You know, I've never been there before, but sure, I'm totally up for trying that. And then I went to the app, you know, because I was like, okay, well, I need to go ahead and grab a via Napoli. And there were no reservations available for via Napoli. Not even at you know, a super inconvenient hour or anything. It was just not showing up at all. So yeah, I guess the word is getting out about via Napoli, which I'm kind of glad about because I think everybody needs to experience that place because it's incredible. But it also means that, you know, the place that I really like to eat is going to be more difficult to get reservations at. So I feel like that's everywhere though. I mean, I, I feel like where ADRs used to be recommended, it's now just required. Like, don't even try without getting an ADR at almost everywhere. Yeah, but there was still there were quite a few places at Epcot that were available for same day and even more available for next day ADRs that Via Napoli is no longer on that list. And I feel like it used to be on that list is just, you know, it, it is what it is. So anyway, if you're if you wanted to go to Via Napoli, you might want to make sure you have one ahead of time. So instead, we went with them to Nine Dragons. And it was fine. Like it's it's really you know it's nice inside. Our server was great, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know, man. I just the food was just so so. And and at Epcot, when I can be blown away by my meal, I just I don't know. Fine is not fine. Does Did that you get make pizza? sense? At Nine Dragons, no. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is not. So we ate at Viennapoli one time, but yeah, the, the other time we went to nine dragons and I got some <laughs> black pepper shrimp. Yeah. yeah. I, I asked them, I said, could you just run over to Viennapoli and get me my, my melon and uh, prosciutto pizza? Cause that's what I really want. And they looked at me weird and I said, okay, black pepper shrimp. And like the flavor was good and everything, but I don't know. It just, it, it wasn't the Epcot dining experience that I'm used to. Yeah, we have we have not eaten in the China Pavilion ever, but I've, I've I've done the quick service there, and I and I remember the quick service being pretty good. Hmm. And and again, it wasn't that the it wasn't that the table service was bad. It's just it didn't wow me, and also I don't know the portions weren't great either. So it just it it was what it was. Like if you if you need a place to eat, it's fine. But honestly, I would say just go get a quick service before I would go mm. there again. If that, you know, if that makes any sense. But now we also did Space 220 on this trip. And oh, dude, you. Dude, spa- okay, so first of all, I don't think that we will do Space 220 again until we have somebody to do Space 2, like somebody else who has not already done right. Space 220. Yeah. Because... That bill, I don't remember what it ended up being, but it was not cheap, my friend. Space 220 is radical, um, but it is not worth it. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, because we did we did the lunch, which was cheaper, and it was seventy nine bucks a person when we did it. Okay, because y'all y'all did dinner, right? No, yeah. we did lunch. Oh, so lunch is fifty five dollars right now. Oh no, I think it was eighty when we did it. Yeah, and I don't remember kids. Yeah, and kids are thirty now. Kids, to me, kids is the ripoff on this still. Yeah, because but Brad, space water is so expensive. Yeah, exactly. Because you know we got macaroni and cheese, um, a cupcake, and a drink, and that was thirty dollars. Yeah. Oh, sorry, and collectible trading cards. Which, oh. by the way, um, I will I won't name my my waitress because I don't want to get them in trouble. But she did. You know, we 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 had our kids split a meal there, not because of the pricing, but again, our kids just don't eat that much food. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where we're like, let's just order them one. And if they, if this is one of the random meals when they decide to be ravenous, we'll order another one. It's not a big deal. And sure enough, they ate through one and were totally happy. Uh, but she did slip us an extra deal of the, the trading cards or whatever. So they were happy about that. But I keep yeah, saying was, space water. Did, did she actually like call it that over and over and over again? Cause our waiter, when we were there, he, kept oh, saying, she totally did. She totally did not. Would you she like our space water? water? Hmm. Okay, well, nope. that makes me sound like a crazy person. I mean, a little bit, but, you know, that's <laughs> that, I'm used to it, so. Uh, now, I had the, um, what I had, the, the Neptune Tartar, which I thought was extremely tasty, and then... I got that, I yeah. just I just decided, why, won't I, why not just double up, and so I did the, the seared tuna along with that. Oh no! And... I did the seared tuna. That's right. I did that. Okay. Okay. We did so, star yeah, calamari. I... I did star calamari for my app, and that probably would have been good. So I did tuna and tuna, and I don't regret it. I would, I would do it again because <laughs> again, it was all very, very good. And Nancy's food, uh, I don't remember. I think she got like a salad to start, and then I want to say she did the salmon, and it was very good. But they did, so I tend to prefer my salmon to be around medium to medium well at best, right? Which, I mean, it's different with fish, but like, I don't want, I don't want my salmon to be overcooked. And hers was a little bit on the flaky dry side, mm. which was a little bit disappointing. But she said the, you know, the flavor and everything was still really good. So, I mean, the kids were just in rapture because we got we got one of the booths right next to the window and now it wasn't it wasn't the part of the window where you can see earth but even even the window that's just space you'll randomly have astronauts mm-hmm. flying by and spaceships and all sorts of so they loved it it is such a cool space like not not outer space but it's a very cool space to be in yeah and and after that, you know, so we, we met up with the friends that evening, and that was, that was what the kids kept telling them. We went to space. We saw, so, so my son, we went into the bathroom, and, you know, the changing stations at, at Disney, and, and you know what? If you don't have a kid, you very possibly haven't noticed this, but if you, if you use the changing stations, different changing stations will have different babies on them. And a lot of times the baby is themed to the area that you're in. 
So in Space 220, the little the little iconography of a baby over the changing station is a baby with a spacesuit on. Nice. And so so he would he would go and he would tell people, we saw the space baby because he saw the he saw the baby in the space. So yeah, <laughs> they they loved it. I I loved it. I did not love uh what it did to my to my pocket, but you know, like I said, a hundred percent if you know when I finally when we go back with my family because they haven't done it yet we will definitely want to do space 220 i just don't think that it's going to be a regular for us no i yeah i totally agree and again i feel like it's more because of it's it's way more because of the kids pricing than it is for the adult pricing like the adult pricing is a little bit high but okay but the kids pricing i just it's ludicrous for for what you're getting i feel like that place should be, I think the bar should be two or three times bigger than it is, even if they have to take some some tables out. If the bar was the entire back wall, that would be a cool place because I it would be more of a place where you could just go and have a drink. Uh, and I, if I, you're if you're willing to wait, so I I did hear some people when I went to go check in who were inquiring about the, you know, the bar slash lounge area. And they were told, you know, it could be anywhere up to from 30 minutes up to an hour and a half, just depending on how long people take. Well, yeah. And if the bar was three times bigger, you know, the bar, then you wouldn't have that sort of weight, wouldn't have that sort of weight. Eventually, you know, that place has for in the grand, you know, fullness of time, not been open very long. Eventually it will be less of a thing. And I just feel like in the afternoon, early evening, Space 220 would be a really cool place to just go walk up to, spend 30 or 45 minutes in, have a drink, have like an appetizer or something, and then leave. I don't think, other than your first trip, it doesn't work quite as well as like a a dining experience because... At the end of the day, you because you've seen the trick, yeah, and there's nothing new going on on the screens. But as a dark, air conditioned place to go grab a drink before dinner or after dinner, yeah, like that's really cool. And they can charge whatever they want for drinks, you know. Um, and so I just, I, I really feel like they, they need to pivot that place from being a, a less of a, a restaurant and more of like a more of a lounge, you know? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. That place is awesome. But it just, I I don't think it's meant to be a regular space, a a regular place. I think it's meant to be a a first time, you know, it's it's more of a everybody who's there, it's their first time being there kind of a place. Yeah. Now, I will say that as far as Epcot attractions this trip, my kids were kind of hot and cold on living with the land. Like they wanted to go on it, then they were bored, but then they wanted to go back on it, <laughs> sort of a thing. Um, Figment, they weren't a huge fan of because of the uh, what the the skunk scene. Hmm. You know that that kind of turned them off from from Figment. They really loved the Nemo part of the Living Seas and Turtle Talk, dude. So. Not the first, so we went to we went to Magic Kingdom twice. We went to Epcot twice, at least twice. We may have gone to Epcot three times actually. Um, 
so not the first time, but the second time we went to Epcot, we, yeah, because we went three times. Sorry. The second time that we went to Epcot, we went to Turtle Tarok, and I didn't record because, again, my son is shy, so he doesn't talk around in crowds, and my daughter just doesn't really have an interest in being the center of attention in in crowds. So I was like, okay, well, they're going to sit up there. They're going to enjoy watching watching uh crush talk like it's a it's a fun thing for us to do and then we'll be done so we're in the show and i hear crush saying okay let's uh take a question from up here the the little the little dude with the with the swim goggles on and i'm like looking and i notice that my son has his hand up because they you know he wears glasses and crush said swim goggles and i'm like oh no what's about <laughs> to happen here and you know, crush it's like, so what's your question? And my son, who is two, goes, Daddy's at work. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> he's like, How old are you? And my son says, three, and holds up all five of his fingers. And Crush is like, Okay, so you said three and held up five fingers. Feels like I'm having a conversation with Dory here. And then he kind of like moved on to the next skit or whatever. That's awesome. But like after that happens, of course, if one child gets to talk to Crush, the other child must get to talk mm. with Crush. So, you know, we got to hear about that, and we only went and did Crush once that day because uh, we had some we had some other things to do, and then the park was closed. Oh, wait, no, I think that was the day we were trying to make it back to... That was our Fantasmic day. That was your, we'll fran to, your frantic Fantasmic yeah, night? Yeah, my, my Fantasmic <laughs> day, which we'll get, we'll get further into that, but yeah, so we did, we did manage to come back, though, and do Crush again, and of course, at that point, my daughter was bound and determined she was going to talk to Crush, and, uh, you know, and I tried to, you know, we tried to explain to her, hey, you know, what are you, what kind of question do you want to ask Crush? I'm going to tell him about how, how daddy's at work, and I'm like, okay, that's not a question, that's a statement, like, let's, let's come up with a question, is there anything you want to know about sea turtles that, you know, might be interesting, and... Uh, yeah, sure enough, she got called on by Crush, and her question was, "Mommy and Daddy are are at work," and he's like, "Well, you found a way to get here, so that's interesting." <laughs> so props to props to Crush to rolling with my children's randomness. Uh, but yeah, they they loved Crush. My daughter did not like Soren, but it wasn't the heights or anything; it was the transitions. So, you know, like you have the plane flying at you and then boom, you're in your next transition yeah. or you're going, she, the transitions were loud and frightening to her. And so we, so we actually, we did rider swap on that one and, you know, we got, so her and my wife went through, me and the son went and did living with the land and we did, you know, we had a snack and everything and they finally came back out and I asked her, I said, well, do you want to go do it again? And she said, yeah, yeah, I want to go do it again. I want to go do it again. So, you know, go check in for our rider swap, go all the way. You know, you still have to wait after the merge point. And it was a long wait after the merge point. And it was in an area where uh, they were cleaning. They had had to recently clean up a protein spill. Hmm. Um, yeah. So it had just a wonderful smell in that Bleachy. long hallway. Oh no, it wasn't bleachy. You could still smell that they had, uh, you know, it's that, uh, what is it called? Vorban or whatever, you know, the stuff they sprinkle on it so they can sweep it up. And, the the you know, that smell. Um, but anyway, we finally get there 
And she's like, Daddy, I don't want to do this. I'm scared. And I'm like, are you sure you don't want to do this? I don't want to do this. I'm scared. <sighs> so we waited in, you know, like a 30-minute line so that we could say, hey, we don't want to ride. And they sent us through the exit, and we exited the attraction. So, yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I was like, I'm frustrated because I waited in this line and I didn't get to ride Soren and I really wanted to ride. And by the way, I did get to ride Soren the next day. I just went by myself that time. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to try to convince her that right. she's going to, that she's going to want to ride this because then she's going to be miserable and I'm going to be miserable because I played a part in making her miserable. Yeah. When you so, don't want to be the, do you know how much we paid for this type of guy? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how long of a line we just waited in? Do you know you've made this horrible? You've ruined our trip. You're like, killing man. daddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was just, it was kind of interesting that, you know, that that was, because like you said, um, talking about Tower of Terror, you don't always think about how things are going to be viewed through through small eyes you know like mm -hmm. through through a kid's eyes but anyway so yes we did briefly talk about our uh phantasmic and so we can we, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit more fully about that so on your recommendation uh, that's not blaming you but i'm just like where this randomly came from we decided that we also did not want to wait in a long line because our kids were not having it with lines this trip uh, so we didn't want to wait in a super long line for Fantasmic, and we said, "Okay, let's do the Fantasmic dining thing." We were already going to go eat at Mama Melrose's because that is one of Nancy's, one of the places that she really likes to eat because she feels like she always gets really good food there, uh, and the chefs are very good at handling uh, the allergy concerns that she has. And so we said, "Okay, we'll we'll go ahead and just do the uh, the Fantasmic dining package." Which, first of all, Complaint number one, they charged me $22 for my two-year-old. I'm like, he is under three. He doesn't have to have, like, I looked it up online to make sure he wasn't going to need one of these tickets. Because I'm like, it is, again, kind of like space paying $29 for mac and cheese. I'm like, we're going to go and pay $22 for a cheese pizza. You know, that's, but I, I know that ultimately I'm paying for, that seating, you know, for not having to wait in that line. Right. So, okay, it is what it is. But yeah, then the, the lady's like, because I told her, I said, we're just going to have the kids share because they don't eat a lot. And she's like, well, since you're on, since you're doing the Fantasmic thing, I will still have to charge you $22, even if he doesn't eat. So are you sure you don't want to order something? And I'm like, okay, well, I guess uh, just a cheese pizza for him as well. And she's like, I can pack it to go. I said, yeah, go ahead and do that. <laughs> and sure enough, that thing sat on the table because the kids, you know, did not, did not eat enough to need a second cheese pizza. And ultimately later in the day that ended up being thrown away. So worthless, uh, worthless cheese pizza there. <clears throat> but this was the day that, uh, you know, we decided that we were going to do all of the things. So this was not the day that we started out in DHS. No, this was the day that started out at Tusker house at 8 a.m with breakfast because we went and we did it and we said, okay, you know what? Looking at what we want to do at animal kingdom and what we want to do at Hollywood studios, I think we could knock out both days. And if we'd knock out, if, even if we don't get every attraction knocked out, like we had, we had park hoppers. So we're like, 
If we could just knock out the big things, then we wouldn't need, we could save a day of Genie Plus, right? Because we went, we had already paid for Genie Plus for that day. We could not have to pay for Genie Plus on our DHS day if all we had was like one or two things to, to clear out. So we said, okay, let's do it. So we did DAC and about noonish, we, we were done with everything at Animal Kingdom. So we said, okay, let's run over to Hollywood Studios. We'll grab lunch at DHS. And then we'll start knocking off things on D- at DHS. And again, that's when we had this brilliant plan of, okay, let's do this stuff so we can knock out Fantasmic. So we do DHS, had really good luck with, uh, with Genie Plus there. And we had Genie, we had everything knocked out by like, I don't know, 7, 7.30-ish or something. And this is where I made my grave mistake. <laughs> I said you know what? The Skyliner is quick. I bet we could make it over to Epcot, go knock out Frozen Ever After, which we had, which we didn't previously get done. We could go knock that out with Genie Plus because there is availability and we could make it back in time for Fantasmic. Because at this point, I'm riding high on the we can do it all. Sure. And so, you're a superhero. Right? We headed out the front of the park jumped on uh, the Skyliner, ignored the, the clouds in the distance, and got to Epcot and said, all right, let's go. So we got to Frozen. We you know, got on, got off, and it's like, okay, so we're starting to get a little crunch time here. We're going to need to be pretty quick. We got to get back over the Skyliner. Run, run, run. We ran over, and the Skyliner was shut down because much like the outdoor attractions, the Skyliner also shuts down if there is lightning anywhere in the area. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So then we're like, oh no, we have run to the, to the Skyliner at the back of the park. Mm-hmm. And now we would have to run all the way to the front of the park. And it's like 45 minutes before uh, Fantasmic is going to be begin, right? And I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, so it's like at least... 10 to 15 minutes to get to the front of the park. Then assuming that a bus is there right when we get there and then the bus is going to, you know, the time that it takes to get over to DHS, which isn't long, but is not nothing either. Then that drops us off where the buses drop off. Then we head to into the park. Then we go all the way over to fan like, Oh no, we're not going to make it. And I'm like, okay, so the way that I'm seeing it, it would take us about the same amount of time to just take the boat because the boat was there. And I went and asked him, I said, is the boat still running? Because, you know, if this is shut down for lightning, wouldn't you guys be shut down? And they're like, nope, we're still good. But we could be called off at any moment. And if they call, you know, if they say we're stopping, we're going to stop at the, you know, we're going to stop at whatever the closest dock is. And that's where we're staying. And I said, okay. And they said, so where are you trying to get? And I said, studios. And they're like, uh, I mean, you can get on if you want, but that's the last stop. So <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. And I'm like, well, I don't have anything else to do. So we jumped on the boat. It's taking longer than I would have, you know, than I would have liked. Because again, I, I was scheduling everything around such a tight amount of time to basically just jump on the sky. Because, you know, the Skyliner, you don't have to plan for it's going to be making stops anywhere other than uh, at... Uh, Caribbean beach. Right. And you don't have to plan for waiting for anything. Cause you just jump on one and you're going. And so I didn't 
quite have it worked out. So anyway, all of that to say that we are, we finally, we do actually make it all the way, which the, you could tell the captain was quite amazed that we didn't get called off, but there, you know, we get there and I'm like, okay, so we have two chances. Number one, maybe Fantasmic isn't going because it is, it is raining on and off. And there, we know that there must be lightning in the area because they've shut down the Skyliner. Uh, you know, or, or number two, I can just go and explain that, you know, the Skyliner threw off our timeline and maybe they can just move our, our like dining plan reserve seating to the next day. And if they can do that, then we'll be, we'll be golden. But I'm like, it's already nine o'clock. By the time we make it through security, make it all the way back there, the show will be halfway over. So there's no sense in us going there. We're just going to stop at guest services and I'm just going to wait in the line and I'm going to plead my case. So we're in line at guest services, which, you know, is strangely not a, not a short line as it never is. And I hear people talking and the gist of what I'm getting is that Fantasmic was canceled. And I'm like, sweet. So we didn't miss anything. Like we, we ran like crazy people, which wasn't great, but we didn't miss anything. We'll be okay. We can, we can work this out. And then I hear somebody talking to the, you know, the cast member. And essentially what I'm hearing them say is that they can't change the date on those tickets and that all that they can give you for those tickets is $10 per ticket because essentially the way that Disney, so the way that Disney justifies that is they say, we just, we add $10 onto the normal meal cost for the cost of that ticket. Mm. And so we credit you back the cost of the ticket, which I'm like, I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but honestly, I'm not going to Mama Melrose and getting the, the steak and an appetizer 99% of the time. Right. Honestly, my thing to get at Mama Melrose most of the time because it's usually hot outside. I love going in there getting a Caesar salad with like some grilled chicken put on top of it and that's a that's like a really good lunch for me because you know it's nice and light, it's fresh, it's cool, all those things. So I'm like, yeah, sure you're just putting $10 on top of the meal. So I was you know, I was frustrated because I'm like, I know what's going to happen when I get to the front of this line. I am still going to, you know, because they're saying we cannot change the date on these. We cannot give you ones for tomorrow. But I'm like, I'm still going to ask for it. Like, what what can you do, you know? And then this guy comes out and he's like, a cast member comes out and he said, we just got word that Fantasmic has been moved to 930. They will be starting at 930. So if you're in line for something to do with Fantasmic, I would recommend heading that way right now. And I did the math and I said, all right, yep, we're headed that way right now. So I, you know, ran, texted Nancy. I'm like, right, where are you at? And yeah, so they have, they had dining package uh, seating still available. So we did get to see, we did get to sit in the dining package area. There were so few people there, dude, that, you know, at a certain point, they, they just opened the dining package seating, whatever's left to everybody else. You could have sat and dined. You know, you, you had great seats regardless of what you paid. But, you know, we had no way of knowing that. But we did get to watch Fantasmic fully. And what I found was I had forgotten a lot about Fantasmic. You know, I mean, I, clearly I knew about it because I knew the snake section and the 
dragon set, you know, all these different sections, but I had not prepared my child. And as we discussed in, oh, in gosh, your, yeah. your episode, you've got to prepare your child. You know, if you've got a kid who doesn't do well with surprises, you need to prepare your child. And I did not prepare my child for what was going to be happening in this show. And so she did not like it at all. She's like, I never want to do that again. And I'm like, that is totally fine. We will never, you know, we will, we can discuss it the, you know, on a future trip, but you will ultimately get to make the decision on whether or not we go. Cause daddy is very sorry that he <laughs> forgot what all that this show can I mean, you know, I had a great time, but yeah, I, I kind of, and even my wife is like, I'm, I might have some nightmares about some of this stuff. Yeah. It has an extensive villain sequence. Exactly. And a, and a much more, uh, what? in depth villain sequence than a lot of shows had cuz again it's a 30 minute show. Yeah. Right? Well, and I um, will say after it came back, it is much louder, more vibrant video. Uh the lasers make a difference like it is a lot more powerful now than yes. it used to be. Yeah, I love I love all the the laser projection they were doing and everything. Like I think it I think it came back better. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. But, it also came back frightening to the children. So you know what? Another another pro tip and something that I've used with with my kids is for attractions and shows and things like that at Disney. Sometimes what we'll do is in the weeks leading up, we'll watch YouTube videos because then idea. they then they have a a an idea. You know, like they don't get to the full feeling of everything, but they can see. And again, like you, you always kind of the content of it. Exactly, exactly. Like you, you do like I, there's always some part of me that's like, but I want them to get to experience it. I want them to experience it the first time, not just watch it on a video. But again, I, I also don't want them to be afraid and never want to do things again. So the, I think the video works way better for that. So fantastic. I thought it was, I thought it was great. My child uh, is emotionally scarred from it. But hasn't hasn't woken up screaming, you know, yelling the snake, the the odd snake is about to get me. So <laughs> I think I think we're probably okay. Now the next day we did do uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Okay. My and? thoughts on Roundup Rodeo Barbecue are number one, it is exactly as I expected in that it is like you are in the queue to uh, Midway Mania. Yeah. <laughs> and they just put a bunch of tables in there. Like that's, that is the, that is the feel, which is not a bad thing. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff to look at. <clears throat> I did see some complaints, um, prior to, to going where people were like, you know, it's very weird to hear them talking about characters and then not seeing characters. Yeah. That's what we talked about that a couple, like, I guess over a month ago now, but yeah, that they, that they actually say the names of characters like they're there or have a right. dance and party. Then they, and then the characters never show up. And that is 100% true because my kids were wondering, where is this character or that character? Because they'd be like, and now it's time for a Partysaurus Rex. And the lights would start, you know, flashing, which, by the way, Partysaurus Rex is a what? It's a nod to one of the Toy Story tunes that you can see on Disney Plus, which I was totally unaware of until today when I was scrolling through my Disney Plus. And I'm like, Partysaurus Rex? Did they make a no, no, that actually predates it. So. Um, that's kind of weird. I do like that every once in a while they do an Andy's coming and everybody has to freeze. That's, that's fun. 
but the um, the character announcements, not so much. As for the food, your mileage may vary is about the best that I can say about it. <laughs> because I am, and my wife has told me this before, that I am a barbecue snob. And so I did not really enjoy the food. Like, to me, the brisket was cooked, like, every everything felt like it was cooked on too high of a heat and too quickly. And so it didn't have time to properly render and get really, you know, get really juice, juicy and kind of fall apart, you know. Instead, it had kind of that too dry mm -hmm. and too... Um, tough. What? Tough? Yeah, feel to it. That was, that was on both the brisket and the ribs. The sausage... I'm not a fan of anything that's a that's a fine grind sausage, you know, because it's just kind of mushy to me. Mm. I do like that they they like wrap them up almost like it's it, it looks like a meat lollipop because they they like swirl it around and stick a uh, skewer through it. That's kind of fun, but I wasn't like the flavor was almost like a brat or a kielbasa, so it had a weird spice mix on it too, mm. or in it. The chicken was good, but I mean it's chicken. Right, and that uh, place is all you care to enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I, you know, it's nice. And the so we did the fried pickles, which they fry pickle spears. Okay. Um, instead of you know, does. yeah, like pickle instead of doing pickle slices. The thing that I don't like about fried pickle spears is there's so much um, what of like the outer skin. So it's it's a lot easier for it to accidentally pull out of the, the, what the batter, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, it is, wet. It, and, it's wet on the right. inside. Yeah. Yeah. And I, honestly, I'm sitting here thinking, I don't really remember what our other two sides were. You almost so, have to jam the whole pickle spear in, in your mouth, you know? Right. Exactly. And safety. that's a, that's not, that's not a super easy thing to pull <laughs> off. Uh, the, the dessert was really good. I had like their lemon blueberry cheesecake thingy or whatever. Um, that was, that was extremely tasty, but I mean, overall, yeah, I'm, I, I would give that place a skip, but you should, you should try it because maybe you're not as, as, as snobby as I am about barbecue and it could be really, really good. Um, the wife enjoyed the barbecue there. I just did not. So I, you know, and again, like the whole characters are there, but not there. That's yeah. That's, that's weird. Still weird. Why would you that's even say the name? Right. Exactly. But I guess because they felt like they needed some. I honestly don't feel like it needed that kind of stuff going on either. Like the the Andy's coming every once in a while, that's and then funny. maybe the you know like have some Toy Story tunes going on. Now I will say that they also gave you like a trivia uh, game when you first sat down. That was pretty darn good because I did not know the answer to all those trivia hmm. questions. I. I found out that I have not watched nearly enough Toy Story, apparently, um, or I just I just suck at trivia. I don't know. You may go and say, "Man, that trivia was the easiest thing ever." What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so the the atmosphere and everything I think are great, especially if you have young children, because you know it's a very loud, vibrant place, which is fun and keeps them you know occupied by all that stuff. But I just yeah. Wasn't wasn't there for the food. Now we also did, uh, yeah. And by the way, I do realize that most of what we're talking about is food. But guys, you've heard me talking about most of the attractions. Um, 
So food is kind of the big thing because we did visit a lot of places on this trip. Uh, we also visited Sebastian's Bistro over at Caribbean Beach because we would take a lot of Skyliners. Honestly, there's part of me that wonders if we could do a Disney trip and never actually set foot in the parks because ultimately what my children love to talk about is, Daddy, there's a Skyliner. Daddy, when are we going to ride the Skyliner? And I'm like, we're not riding. We're staying in Epcot today. But I want to ride the Skyliner. When are we going to ride the Skyliner? And, you know, similarly, we'll be at Magic Kingdom or, or at Epcot. Daddy, the monorail. When are we going to ride the monorail? We're not riding the monorail. We're staying at this park. But I want to ride the monorail. When are we going to ride? Like, apparently, Disney transportation is just their jam, which would be a much cheaper trip. But um, strangely, we haven't done yet. But anyway, because of that, we did Sebastian's Bistro, which uh, is a similarly all you care to enjoy sort of a thing or a, a feast as they call it it was it was actually pretty good <laughs> the one thing i will say is i i can't i don't really want to say too like the food was very well seasoned everything tasted great i don't really want to say too much else about it because i had a really bad waiter there like mm. really bad waiter and a really bad waiter at any restaurant is not great, and especially when you're at a Disney restaurant, but especially, especially when you're at a Disney restaurant, you know, where it's we're going to bring different foods to your tables at different times. Um, and I think maybe a little bit of it was, you know, again, we, we do food allergies and things. So the chef comes to our table, and I think that maybe throws some things off. But ultimately, we did multiple experiences where it was that sort of dining. And we, you know, the waiter still was great. So I can't put that on that. So I honestly, I think we're probably going to do Sebastian's Bistro again at some point, because again, we like the food um, and maybe see what our, you know, what our feelings are on it with a different waiter. So I, you know, that's, that was kind of a, and like the dude was super nice. And so, but he just wasn't a good waiter. I don't know, man, like keeping up with, you know, drinks and things like that. He just fell super behind on, and that's hard to deal so it's not, with. It wasn't know? even like something you could blame him for. He's just inept. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like he made a mistake per se, as much as he just or was didn't, rude. Right, exactly. It was just he didn't do the waiter stuff that a waiter would do yeah. when he was there. He was extremely personable and everything, but you know, personable doesn't doesn't take care of that stuff. I guess. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did still leave a tip. It just wasn't as large of a tip as I might have left otherwise. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I you like put said, five dollars down at the beginning and say this yeah, is and started time. and started taking stuff away. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's a hundred percent. And I do not understand why I get such bad service all the time. <laughs> and all my food tastes like you know, it's it's very mucusy. It's very weird. It's always very wet. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, I will say that you you did kind of uh, or you possibly missed out without with not being able to do uh, Barnstormer because I feel like far and away that was my kid's favorite ride this trip. I mean, like yeah, you know they love Carousel fun. and they they love Peter Pan, but they both just had such a time on Barnstormer. In fact, the the day that we did the VIP tour. Uh, they, you know, that was one of the things where we were like, well, we'll go back and do that, even though we did it before because they enjoyed it so much. 
and we did it and we get off and immediately my son is like again again we have mm. to do it again we have to do it again and so I told the tour guide okay yeah i think we're gonna do it one more time and he's like okay and you know got us back in uh which by the way even even if you're on a tour you don't just get to go to the front of the line most of the time you just get to go through the lightning lane so you do you do still have a wait for the for that stuff it's just after the after the merge point or whatever but yeah they they and and he would have done it four more times if we would have let him but ultimately we did have other experiences that we that we wanted to go and do on that trip so uh i'll and also say with yeah go ahead i was just gonna say i did forget to say we did do uh, dumbo and the astro orbiter on on mine too so i have done dumbo now i know you were appalled yeah i i yeah i still upset that it took you that long but hey you got to experience it with your kid you guys both got to experience it for the first time that's pretty cool yeah it was we on the other hand didn't do astro orbiter because i don't know man there's something about how you get into that car that i just do not enjoy (laughs) having to get into yeah the astro orbiter was rough dumbo was dumbo was bad but astro orbiter was worse because as do you sit like behind the person in front on Dumbo? No, that was side, no. to, side by side. Astro yeah, Orbiter, side by us. Yeah, you're behind them. That one was yes. very hard for me to get into. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so you know, if my kids don't explicitly notice Astro Orbiter, I don't I don't say anything to to bring it to their attention. But yeah, they also they also love stuff like like People Mover and everything, which I think is I think is great. I love that they love people mover um outside of that i didn't you know there weren't really any like hot takes from them on on rides they were pretty open to it now i will say that my daughter desperately wanted to do slinky dog but we didn't do it and that's primarily because of how bad of an experience she had last time and last time she was also like oh i love slinky dog i want to do it and then she went on there and she was scared to death and then like 30 minutes later, she was like, I love Slinky Dog. I want, and I'm like, no, we're not, you know, putting you <laughs> through that again. I don't know what it is in your brain that's that's making you think that you want to do this thing, but you don't. But she also didn't enjoy Barnstormer last time. Uh, and she loved it this time. So I think, fingers crossed, here in the near future, we will be able to do uh to be able to do Slinky Dog again. You know, my son still like <clears throat> My son is still like two inches too short for that. But, you know, once he's able to do it, I think we'll all do it, which, will, you know, Nancy will love because, again, she loves roller coasters. So she's going to love that she'll have to go into it with us. <laughs> oh, man, she's I, I know she's she's already looking forward to that. <laughs> so, yeah, the only other things and I don't know, I went back and forth on talking about this, but I'm going to I'm going to bring it up because. It's happened twice now, and I'm just, I'm still irritated about it. So we went to Homecoming, and Mm. as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I love Homecoming. It is so good, and I live for that Hallelujah Biscuit, but I, I don't know when the next time I'll be going back to Homecoming will be. It definitely won't be any time with Nancy. Because, again, she has food allergies, right? And so she's allergic to corn, egg, and peanuts. And corn includes all corn derivatives. And corn is in everything. Welcome so to America. So you've got to be... 
Right, exactly, because corn is subsidized in America. So if you see citric acid, it's likely derived from corn. If you see maltodextrin, likely derived from corn. Modified food starch, that modif- that food starch base was probably corn. Uh, you know, if you white distilled vinegar comes, you know, derived from corn. MSG derived from corn. Like there's, there is a long, long list of things, right? And fortunately, she doesn't have a severe corn allergy. So we kind of take a calculated risk. We know that Disney is very good at knowing about the corn derivatives because, you know, I've seen the books that they work with and stuff. And a lot of times it picks up stuff like maltodextrin or citric, you know, stuff that doesn't actually say the word corn on it. But anytime that you go to another restaurant, you got to be a little bit extra careful. And two trips ago, we went and, you know, you tell them that you have an allergy and they're going to send over a manager to talk with you to, you know, work through what are we going to do for you, all that kind of stuff. Well, they sent over a coordinator and, you know, Nancy said she wanted a hamburger with just no, no bun because buns are super hard to be safe. Basically hamburger patties. And then the, you know, the girl's like, okay, so what sides do you want with that? Uh, we could do grits. I'm like, are, are you being for real right now? You know that grits are corn, right? And this girl proceeds to argue. No, grits are a grain. It's corn. <laughs> and then she cops an attitude. Well, I guess you could have something else if you don't want them. If you don't feel comfortable with grits, you could always have something else. Like, just, I ugh, Isn't that literally exactly what happened last time, too? No, no, this, I'm, I'm telling, I, cause we, I don't know if we discussed on the pot about last time. So oh, I'm letting okay. everybody know. Okay, okay. This was the first experience. Gotcha. Right. And so we were like, okay, just two hamburger patties, plain. I think maybe we got some like potatoes and some, um, like some grilled vegetables or something. They bring out the hamburger and it's got the hamburger patties and they've got cheese on them. And I'm like, what kind of cheese is that? It's American cheese. She can't have American cheese because American cheese has stuff that's corn derivatives in it. And we explicitly told you plain. And at this point, she is crying because she's hungry. She's stressed out. It's been a long you know, week because we always do this on the last day of our trip. They, you know, come out. Oh, we're sorry about that. We send it back. We get it. You know, they come out with another hamburger pie. And, you know, I mean, she eats it. But like at that point, you're a little gun shy. Because they don't seem to listen very well, and they don't know what has corn in it, right? right? So that was like two trips ago. Last trip, we told them when we came in, you know, this was what happened last time. So we're, you know, it's a little, it's a little hard to be here, but, you know, what we really want to do it. And she's like, I really want to be here because I know my husband loves eating here. And had a wonderful experience. Like, the manager took great care of us, all that stuff. So all that leads up to this most recent trip where we go. And once again, you know, they send the manager over and I'm like, Hey, we've had, we've had a bad experience here before, but the last experience was good. Uh, let's just keep the ball rolling on this. I'm like, she's allergic to corn, eggs, and peanuts and corn includes corn derivatives like citric acid, white distilled vinegar, maltodextrin. And I'm like, and a lot of other things, but that should at least get you started. And like basically says, just don't use anything. If, if we haven't talked about it and he's like, okay, great. You know, he's like, we can, we can work with that super easy. I'll make sure the kitchen is all on it. 
you know, eat, you know, everything's going to be fine. You're going to have a wonderful experience. <sighs> so we, I, again, she orders hamburger patties because at that point she just wants a hamburger. That's fine. And some mashed potatoes and some, because I said the mashed potatoes are just going to be like potatoes, cream, and butter. Uh, and some sautéed veggies. And they're like, we'll do the, we'll use the sauté pan for the veggies. We'll use the sauté pan for the burgers so we don't have to worry about cross-contamination. Everything sounds great. So, you know, we're waiting. We get our food. Food looks good. You know, it's like two hamburger patties, plain, great, we're good to go. So she's looking at it, and she's like, huh, they gave me two hamburger patties. <clears throat> she pulls off the top patty. And on the bottom patty, you see little orange, like leavings. Cheese on goop. The, yes, yeah, but not, <laughs> but not cheese. The leavings of cheese. And so, I call the waiter over, and I'm like, "Hey, they put cheese on this, and then they took it off." And he's like, "What?" And I said, "They put cheese on it, and they took it off, and she can't have it." if it has cheese on it. And so he's like, okay, well, I, you know, and it, you know, because it's like an open kitchen sort of thing, like you see him going over there and like, he's having it out with somebody back there about this. And then later, you know, and then, so then shortly thereafter, this manager comes over and she's like, Hey, so how's everything going? And I'm like, not good <laughs> because this is the second time, you know, and then suddenly she disappears and the other, the bigger, you know, the big manager or whatever, shows up and he's like yeah so i heard we had a problem and da 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 and oh dude they tried to they, then he goes and he's like well i don't know if this will make you feel any better but i took a picture of the cheese and as you can see there's no corn in the cheese so you should be fine and i look at the cheese and i'm like or actually my wife looks at it and she's like it says citric acid and i look at the guy and i'm like i told you citric acid comes from and he's like oh yeah i do remember you saying something about <laughs> Some sort of acid. And I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. Like, it's not even, I get that it doesn't have the word corn, but I literally told you that that thing could come. And he's like, so does it all? And I said, no, but if you don't know, you should treat it as though it came from corn until you know otherwise. That's the way you should be treating everything when it comes to allergies. And it concerns me that you don't know that. Yeah. So, anyway, if you don't Oof. have an allergy, homecoming is a great place to eat. <laughs> If you do have an allergy, I cannot recommend going to home. Like I said, I if we if we were to take a trip with like other people and I went with some people there, maybe I would go back, but I'm definitely never taking her back there because there is no way I am ever taking a chance again on them and like this dude tried to tell me about how you know, amazing they are at handling allergies. And I'm like, I don't care how amazing you think you are at handling. Like you literally just failed at handling, you know, cause he's telling us about how many chefs everything has to go through yeah. before it comes out to the table. And I'm like, what he meant then, was dude? we're good at handling peanut allergies. The right. regular one, like the one that we yeah. see all the time. We're right. good at that one. But like, I just, <laughs> I could not, fathom sitting there and trying to tell somebody how good you are at allergies yeah. when you literally admitted that you just failed at handling allergies but anyway so that, that is I'm sorry 
Uh, that is my that is my rant on homecoming. Now, on the other hand, we also I went to Gideon's. Gideon's did not have a virtual queue when I went, and I only had to wait like thirty minutes in the line to get in. So that was super nice because you know it, I'm used to having to like sometimes we're just kind of chilling for well, you at Disney Springs. You waiting my on our butt with Gideon's. When I texted you, yeah. and said, "Hey, have you done this yet?" I guess you saw I was at Springs, and you were like, "Hey, did you get in the Gideon's queue?" And I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, no, yeah. we're just gonna wing it. <laughs> nah, like, nope. You, uh, you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, but it's yeah, three so, hours. <laughs> so I got the, I got the, um, the coffee toffee, which I thought was was very good. I also did get the coffee cake, which is extremely good. So I'm kind of sad you yeah. had to miss out on no, that. No, they were already sold out. Yeah. Then I also got the, um, which by the way, I ate this over multiple days. We we drove, so you know we. When I got home, these went into my fridge and I would just like pop them in for like 10 seconds to kind of loosen them up a little bit and then eat them, which is a quality way to do it. Um, that banana bread uh, chocolate chip or whatever is actually super good. I considered that one, but didn't didn't pull the trigger. But I will tell you that and this is just more of a warning for those who haven't done Gideon's before. I don't really like their normal chocolate chip. Because it has too much chocolate in it, which I know is like blasphemy to many people, but I prefer a little bit better dough to chocolate chip balance. And it's very chocolate chip heavy for me. So just a, a word of warning on that. Like it's still a super good cookie. I just feel like I'm like biting into a bunch, like a handful of chocolate chips at many points when I eat that cookie. But also they had their uh, salted caramel cold brew. Dude, you should have got that. It was actually super good. Yeah, it tastes I, nothing like coffee, but it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like having a like frappuccino or something oh, okay. like that. Um, but it's, it's a very tasty uh, beverage. So I, you know, I recommend che- checking out the beverages there. But yeah, Gideon's always a hit. Um, yeah. Next time, I guess we'll be talking about our like, you know, because I. I told Nancy, like, there's so many places on property that we can do. We can do a breakfast day of, you know, so I think next time I'm kind of leaning towards Kona Cafe because I always like the breakfast there. Kona's so good. Plus, you get Tonga Toast, you That's know. That's my and I favorite can get breakfast the, spot. I can get my I can get my French press uh, Kona blend and everything. Yep. So uh, I can I can look. You that know, ain't no br- blend, bro. That's a hundred percent Kona. Oh, is it? Mm hmm. Okay, I guess I didn't pay eighteen dollars for a right, for, <laughs> French for <press>. a blend. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess you know it's not it's not a Hallelujah biscuit, but I don't have to worry about my you know my wife fearing for her life while yeah. she's there. So I'll call that a win. Yeah, that's but, worth yeah, so, that's worth eighteen dollars. I I think so, <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a very uh, overall a very good trip, and uh, yeah, we drove down there in two days. And of course, we and drove, of course back, we drove and... back all in one go, which I can never actually recommend to people because it's a little bit crazy. Uh, but it, you know, you, you get home. And if you have small kids who are going to sleep through the night, it sure is nice to be driving while they're not screaming at you. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, my kids really don't scream at me very much for the amount of time that that car trip takes. They are actually super great. They have their moments, but, you know, usually that just means we need to stop and take 30 minutes or so for them to, you know, decompress, and then they're good again. Well, that's good. I'm glad y'all had fun, except for the, you know, homecoming experience. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I'm not, you know, like that was a bad experience, but I'm not going to let that color my whole trip. I just, you know, like the first time I don't, maybe we discussed it on the podcast. I feel like I decided not to, because I didn't want to, you know, drag them for a bad experience because right. that can always happen. But the time where you've done two bad experiences, I'm, I'm sorry, are but virtually I'm, the same thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, just not listening and not paying attention when you're dealing with allergies, like that's a big red flag. To yeah, me. definitely. So anyway, I think that does it for my trip. Report. Yeah. It's also now, Monday. Now. now on to the next one. Oh my gosh. As we, we record, it's Monday. So long. <laughs> I am so sorry for the length of these episodes. Uh, and by the way, there was so much that we didn't talk about. Cause yeah. I could have told you about every attraction we rode. Ooh. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a magical day.